Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. And as I was wrapping up the other one, I wanted to even see more. And but we're going to keep going through. But um, yeah, we should really be paying attention to what God says. While I was pondering and I wrote it in my notes. I think for the podcast that do we really take God for His word, or do we think, hey, He'll forget, or it's not important anymore? That's really old stuff. But think about that. Do we take God at his word? God in verse 13 of chapter 23 of Exodus saying, pay attention to all that I've said to you. And boy, what a what a word for us as we continue to read through God's word. Here we're getting into the feast. And so let's just dive in. Uh, verse 14, three times in the year, you shall keep a feast to me. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. As I commanded you, you shall eat unlimited bread for seven days at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty-handed. You shall keep the feast of the harvest of the first fruits of your labor. Of what you sow in the field, you shall keep the feast of ingathering at the end of the year when you gather in from the field the fruit of your labor. Three times in the year shall all your males appear before the Lord God. So the first one is the feast. Uh, the first feast is the unleavened bread, which is wrapped around the, the Passover. And then these other two are going to be explained later. They, they, they have not actually occurred. But they're talking about the harvest, feast of the harvest, of course, and, the, and then the in gathering. And that'll all be brought up later. But it's interesting, verse 17, three times in the year shall all your males appear before the Lord God. And God is not saying that women shouldn't worship. This is who is doing the gathering. This is who is leading their families. This is the way God ordained it. doesn't make men better or worse. This is just the plan God has. Right? Then he says... Uh, you verse eighteen, you shall not offer the blood of the blood of my sacrifice with anything leaven, or let the fat of the feast remain until the morning. The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. That's, <laughs> that's kind of I was reading through because I wanted to get to that, but it is. You got to back up though. You got to, all right, what is all this about? But there, if you go back out to pay attention to what I say, right? God is giving us hints about how he wants to be worshiped and principles by which we should figure, figure out some things. So you don't leave things out. They, they rot. Don't leave it out till morning. It's going to smell bad. Uh, make sure that you're not harvesting a bunch of stuff and then you like bring me the leftovers right let's give god our best in in your in your work in your play give god your best in loving your spouse give god your best and loving your children give god your best they deserve the best and then but this thing you shall not boil boil a young goat in its mother's milk now Different things they're talking about what maybe was going on. Nobody really knows. Here's what I think's going on. My simple little 
thoughts here. That God, the principle here is a young goat wants its mother's milk. That's what the milk is for. The milk is for life for the young goat. And we need to recognize that God has things that are for us when we're young. We need it for life. And that's what it should be for. It should not be perverted. And so thinking of how do you pervert it? Well, if you were to boil a young goat in its mother's milk, you are now using the milk for all the wrong reasons, for all all the wrong uses. Can can milk be used to kill a young goat? Yes. Should it be used to kill a young goat? No. What is the purpose of the milk from the goat? It is for the young goat. Now, again, he's also talking about there shouldn't be other gods. So he's not going to mention that there might be some god out there that's being worshipped this way. We don't know. But what I do know is that there is a that our God is a God of life, and he brings about life, and that the mother's milk from a goat is for the young goats, right? So that's what it should be used for with the young goats. shouldn't be used to boil a goat alive or to kill a young goat. So keeping it in perspective, keeping it real, God can be, um, well, I mean, he's the one speaking right here, and it's interesting that he brings this up and some of the different commentaries are interesting in their takeaway from it. But the reality is, is God is the keeper of life. He's, he's a God of justice. He's a God that is pure and holy and righteous. And he's telling us to pay attention. So, and he throws a little curveball in there. It's not really a curveball. It's just like, Oh, where'd that come from? Well, it's, we don't know for sure, but I do know this. God is a God of life, and we need to do what's right. And sometimes it's real simple. We don't use the goat's milk to boil to kill the baby, the baby goats, right? Pretty simple. All right, God bless you guys. Have a good day. Tomorrow we jump into verse 20, and yeah, changes a little bit. God bless you all.